All right, all right, all right. Welcome in to Toilets to Titles. This is episode number 142. This is our week two NFL preview. I am joined once again by my main man, my co-host, Justin Stevens, the puppet master at JustinFF underscore. Justin, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, my man? It's, it's, it's been it's been an incredible, incredibly bad day, I'll be honest with you. Um, the insanity has not stopped, and we will get into a lot of that when we get to uh, a new segment that you've added um, in just a moment. But uh, but long story short, I'm excited to be on and uh, try to uh, blow past this uh, the rest of this day and, and go sit in my recliner with a beer and relax for a little bit, so... I see uh, Chris is in here. Chris, welcome. He's out in England, I believe. He's in the UK. He said it's about 1 a.m. out there. All right, so he's got work. He's got to get up at 6 a.m., man. So we, we're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify. We're not just on YouTube, though. I do appreciate you on here right now. We need you. All right, we need you on here. But I, I want you to get to sleep <laughs> so you can get to work. And you can still listen to us, man. You can check us out on those things. But I know I asked you, and I appreciate you. My man, Danny Cahill, he's on here, too. Dan, it's nice to see you, man. Uh, I recommended he start Kareem Hunt last week, and Kareem Hunt did very well for him. But I also recommended he sit Michael Thomas, which didn't really work out. I mean, Michael Thomas looked all right, but I was too nervous to touch him. What, what did you? What was your thoughts? I know this is getting right into discussion early on. We still have some things we need to get through. But how did you feel about Michael Thomas pre, prior to last week's matchups? Well, I tend to I tend to go run uh, running back heavy in all my leagues, um, even uh, even uh, dynasty. So I wait until later to get wide receivers. So I actually do have several shares of, of, uh, of Thomas, but at the same time, because I wait until late, I don't have a whole lot of solid options at wide receiver. I had no choice, but to start him in like three leagues. Um, if I had very much else, I probably would not have, cause I was very nervous to start him. It just happened to work out for me. Man, we have another another guy from the UK in here, Andrew. All right, that's the newest member of Toilets to Titles. You're going to be looking for him on the Wednesday night show. And this week, there's a little bit of some issues. Joe's got to pre-record it, so I don't know if necessarily Andrew's going to be able to make his debut this week on there. But he's going to be writing articles for us. He's going to be doing some other stuff for us. And now, since we brought on Andrew, we now have two steals in the group. So we're working on and three Andrews. We're working on, Three, since we have two guys, we got Chuck Steele, we got Andrew Steele. So now we're working on a show. It's probably going to be Friday nights uh, after P2P. It's going to be called The Men of Steel. And it's just going to be Chuck and Andrew. There you go. Uh, just talking about how great they are. All right, enough with the nonsense, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. All right, so you can find me on the Twitter at Coach Sheps. You can follow the show on the Twitter at Toilets to Titles. Reach out to us on there with any fantasy football questions. I'll talk about our Patreon a little later on, but if you sign up for Patreon, patreon.com backslash toilets to titles, that gets you into our Discord chat as well as other things. Again, I'll talk about this later on, but you all have access to us 24-7. We got 17 guys in the group, and we'll answer all your fantasy questions right there. Easy access, because sometimes on Twitter, some things get missed, especially when people get busy. So however you're watching – if you could go check out the YouTube, well, however you're hearing, watching us, go check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the like button on some of our episodes, throw us some comments. It helps the algorithm, helps us get found when people search fantasy football on YouTube. We're up to about 746 subscribers right now. We're on a quest to get to a thousand by the time the season is over. All right. And uh, hopefully we do that. And hopefully once we start to get those numbers, we have a few more people in here, but all of you in here right now, you're very important and we appreciate you. 
Uh, also, Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star review. We'll read those out. We're going to read one out shortly. And also, throwing us a five-star review is a good chance to get yourself into Frankenstein next year because we're going to grow. We're at in 36 teams. We're going to talk about Frankenstein later as well because it got a little bit crazy today. But if you throw us a really good Apple Podcast review, you can get in free, which is $25. So, uh, Justin, you want to talk about uh, the weekly schedule? A little bit. I'm not sure if you have that popped up, but uh, we got that on here. We could talk about week two before we get into some other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I thought you meant our weekly schedule at Toilet Six Idols. That is probably what that means. So why don't we talk about the weekly schedule? <laughs> uh, this is week two. All right. So we're 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 just getting out of off season mode. So that is what that means on the show notes. So yeah, why don't you talk about the weekly schedule for Toilets and Titles? Okay, well, I don't, I don't have that down. It, we did not put that in the show notes, and I know oh. I don't have it memorized to heart. Um, I'm, I'm not a live show kind of guy. I tend to watch them later on, um, the next day while I'm at work. So, well, you know uh, where you can find it, right? You can find us at um, well, you can, any you can, platform. You can yeah. type in "toilets to titles," and I can promise you, we're the only one out there. <laughs> well, I'm saying where you can find the show schedules if you check out "toilets to titles" on Twitter. The pinned tweet is the show schedule, all right? Monday nights, Patreon exclusive. Immediately after Monday Night Football, you get our waiver wire episode. So the Patreons got that this morning. Uh, Tuesday nights is this show. Right after this at 9.30, we got Jared, we got Russ, we got Nino. They're doing head-to-head IDP. Uh, Wednesdays, 6.30 a.m., we got Down Under Dynasty. So real early Wednesday morning. All right, 8 p.m., we got Joe Knows, which is our basic NFL show. And then 10.30 p.m. is our gambling show, Dollars to Deuces. Friday night, 8.30 p.m. is... P2P from the pots to the playoffs. That's some college football and Debbie discussing discussion with Jared and Nino. Saturday night, we have Dash of DFS. All right, we got Dirty Jobs. We got Joe Arachi. And then Sunday mornings, 10.30 a.m., we have The Blitz, which is basically, it's listener-driven. You guys are in the chat asking us start-sit questions. And that was the biggest hit of the week. Blitz did numbers this week. So thank you all for tuning in and checking all of that out because The Blitz, I'm looking back at it right now, and that, that did numbers. So hopefully – that show helped you out as much as, you know, it helped us out having you guys there. So, Justin, why don't you read off the uh, the Apple review for the week? Uh, yeah, so today's Apple review comes from Clock Dodgers Podcast. The Clock Dodgers Podcast with my man, Neil Maligno. Um, and uh, he, he runs his own great podcast. On top of that, he also does an all Raiders podcast as well. So you might go check him out as well. But, Neil, we thank you for this review. Um, he sent us, it says, uh, looking for a podcast with hosts who are passionate about fantasy football and who give out good advice. You just found it. So thanks a lot, Neil. We appreciate you, buddy. All right. We got a few questions before we move on. All right. So. Uh, we got Chris saying, I'll get to bed soon enough, lads. Have a couple of questions. So we got Jerry in here, Jerry Bagshaw. Uh, he said, will Dorch be a consistent fantasy option? So on the uh, on the waiver wire episode to the uh, um, to the Patreons that we put out last night, late last night, and we sent to them, I believe, early this morning, um, we, uh, we did talk about Dorch. And pretty much what it came down to for me personally is – they're looking for something right now at wide receiver because they're they're missing DeAndre Hopkins. They have a lot of other guys. Uh, they do have um, several other wide receivers, but nobody that's really standing out. So in my mind, you have several wide receiver twos out there. And uh, until uh, and when Hopkins comes back, I think that Dorch will probably be the odd man out. But 
I mean, nine targets and six catches is is no coincidence. They're going to go to him early and often. So at least for these first several weeks until Hopkins gets back, I think he's worth a, a waiver wire pickup. Yeah, and Zach Ertz, man, he, he was very, very quiet until the end of the game. So I'm a little bit worried about him. But all right, next question we have is Chris Kershaw. He wants to know, I have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Is he worth keeping? I know he is the reigning MVP, but I ju just really fear for his lack of options and the way he got sacked on Sunday. So my question is, what is your other option? You know, if if, uh, if there's somebody good you could pick up, if you drop Aaron Rodgers and then you have another quarterback that you feel confident in, but it's week one. I'm pretty sure the Packers didn't look good week one last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait. I'm going to hold on to him for one more week. And right now, too, if you're in like a blind bid waiver league where people are putting in dollars to get some, you're going to see a lot of people blow a lot of their money right now. Don't be that guy. Hold on to it. Somebody's going to pop up in four or five weeks. It's going to be worth some money. You're going to be able to get them for cheap if you don't splurge right now. And maybe then if Roger still isn't producing, you could drop him. But I'm going to hold on to him for one more week. And I, I think he's actually going to do decent this week. I think Romeo Dubs, I think he's going to have a week, man. I think he had, what, five receptions on six targets last week. And one thing Dubs was doing that I really liked, he was blocking his tail off. That kid in the run game, you know, when there was someone receiving the ball behind him, he was blocking very hard. And I think that's going to earn a lot of followers and friends in the locker room. I think we're going to see him start to get some more balls because I know the kid can run routes. I know he can catch, but he's a team player. So I'm expecting him to break out. What do you think about that Aaron Rodgers question? Yeah, I'd hang on to him as well. There's nothing out there on the free agent market, even in a one-quarterback league, that's going to equal the top-end potential of an Aaron Rodgers. And unfortunately, you probably overpaid to get Aaron Rodgers to begin with, like probably an eighth-round pick, which is traditionally more like a flex position. So you kind of sacrificed the flex, flex position guy to get Aaron Rodgers on your roster, and now you're thinking about potentially moving on from him to a – um, a backup off of the free agent market. So um, I, you have the stock in them. Just hold it. Just wait. Just It's it's his famous one-line uh, phrase, right? Relax. It's week one. Relax. Yeah. Be fine. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to some Frankenstein discussion. Uh, um, uh, well, your wife asked a question, Lori, who's our, our producer and our manager. <laughs> she said, yeah. do I even want to know why your name is the Puppet Master? It's because Justin pulls the strings. You know, he's in the background making the magic happen for Frankenstein. And Frankenstein – well, Justin <laughs> – it's a perfect, this is a perfect segue, man. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't have, uh, yeah. This is, so Frankenstein, what was your day like today with Frankenstein and why was it the way that it was? So as most of you that watch the show know, we have our Frankenstein listeners league and this listeners league has always been unlike any league that you've ever seen before in your life. John took it up a notch this off season and John wanted to add these wonderful, beautiful playing cards that um that i actually have right here and we have a, a break episode where we where we have these uh cards on there but like for instance this is uh this is the dr jekyll mr hyde card um this is the slimer which is green so it's a very horrible one to use uh dracula so right on down the line we have 12 of them the different cards do different things they have different powers different bonuses and these powers and bonuses um some of them were not completely 100% accurately portrayed in the rules as far as the details of them. And most of that is because we kind of all understood what the rule was as a team. And we didn't think about how other people might perceive it when they read the rules. 
even though a lot of it's not really open to interpretation it, for whatever reason, people still didn't. And, and other people admittedly, they admitted they did not actually read too deeply into the rules. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sorry. Am, so I, am I doing off rails? No, no, no. I want, I want to get you before you continue. <laughs> I liken it to this, Justin, you ever, you ever seen Ghostbusters too? Yes, of course. You know, when the Ghostbusters, they caught all those ghosts, man, they're in that machine. They're in uh -huh. that machine and it's never been inspected. Inspector right. comes in. He's like, guys, this is a problem. You know, uh -huh. like we, we can't have these, these ghosts in here. First off, I don't even believe you. They're ghosts in here. Right. <laughs> and then he doesn't know what's going to happen when he opens the gate, but he opens the gate. Right. All hell breaks loose. Right. I liken that to this situation. There you go. Like we, un <laughs> we, un we unleash the ghost. You know, we had an idea of what was going to happen, but it's, it's, it's up for interpretation. It's year three. We're going to work it out. It's $25 league. We're, we're trying, you know, we're trying to be friendly, but you know, we're also, we're going to work it out. These are monsters. This is crazy. It's not called Frankenstein for, for any other reason other than it's crazy. It's a monster league. And, uh, Things are going to be, you know, a little, a little sketchy. So ultimately, <laughs> to answer Lori's question, what ended up happening was I saw several times throughout the offseason where several of us were trying to make judgment calls and trying to make decisions on what these things meant, what these cards meant, um, how we should view them. And a lot of us had different views on them. And we kind of even went our separate ways on the views sometimes and, and didn't ha didn't have a set agreement. And I thought that there were just way too many uh, uh, way way too many body parts in the pit, and we needed to narrow it down. So what I chose to do was step up and say, "Screw this! I'm the man. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take on. I'm going to I'm going to handle put, put inputting all of the cards, um, all of the playable cards as as the as the team members or as the league members play the cards." I'm going to input them. I'm going to take them off of other people's rosters. Um, I'm, I'm kind of just making the final decisions, and I'm rolling with it. And then that way, people don't have to be mad at Toyless of Titles. They can just be mad at me, and I'm cool with it. So um, John is already Dr. Frankenstein. He's the one that put this whole monster in this mess together. So now I'm the puppet master that's just kind of playing with all the parts and, and putting everybody where they need to be. But – to be fair, as we make these decisions and find out these loopholes that people have found, we we discuss it, yeah. we make a firm answer, and then I update the bylaws so that because this is a league that's going to keep going. Like I said, it's going to grow three three divisions next year, thirty six teams, and we hope every year to bring people back. You know, some people dip, you know, some people it's too much for them, and I completely get it, and I respect that. But right now we got we got what fifty six or no, we got sixty people, so. You know, we're hoping that we're going to learn a lot this year and then next year we're going to have it nailed down. But then next year we also got some new stuff. We're, we're already we're already discussing. So there's going to be new monsters <laughs> and new things. So when Justin says he's inputting stuff, if you're if you're new to the show, there's cards that like, uh, OK, what, what was the card that was played that takes points and gives points? That was between Alex and uh, some Alex and somebody else that decided a game. The Dracula Today. card. The okay. Dracula card right here. I have it right here. The Dracula card on the back says that you can steal 20% of an opponent's point and give it to a player on your roster at the same position. So he chose to take 20% of Pat Mahomes' points. In this league, for those of you that don't know, that is a lot of points. Patty Mahomes scored like, I think it was like 96 points or something like that. So, so we took away 20% of Pat Mahomes' points and gave them to, um, I think it was Tua on Alex's roster. Uh, that was a total of, 
I don't know, probably like a 35-point swing or something like that. Um, and he was only losing by like 19, so he ended up winning by 19 or something. It was it was something very similar to that scenario. But um, so yeah, it changed the game. Like it changed the win loss record. It changed now. It's also a vampire st- vampire style league. So now Alex gets to steal a player rather than his opponent stealing one from him because he actually won and not the opponent. Um, and it's week one, so like he's used his card. Now the other guy has to choose when he's going to use his card. But oh wait, I don't think he drafted a monster card. And since he didn't draft one, he doesn't have one to use next week to try to bounce back. Right. He goes to the other route of having a full roster full of players instead of wasting a roster spot on a card. Yep. Meanwhile, me and you, we got the Ghostbuster card. And I already, uh, I already used my card once. And I think twice, actually, because uh, nobody or uh, Mike didn't use his Leprechaun card against me for tonight's episode. So that's two now. You didn't use the card. <laughs> The you you use right you use the weight the Ghostbuster card basically it blocks if someone uses a card it blocks their card so we think it's it's the best card in the league and we took that first you know I took that I picked second so Brees Hall went first I took the Ghostbuster card and it scares people away from using their card because if they use it they're gonna lose it. Yep, and I and I had the 109, and I was so fortunate that nobody ahead of me chose a, a card, and I was able to get my 101 overall, even over all those rookies, the Ghostbuster card. But you know what? You know what else is going to happen tonight? We're not going to get this show in in time if we don't get rolling. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say uh, your wife said she'd feel too bad to play a card on someone except Steve, and I, I really enjoy their rivalry. Yes. <laughs> Funkle Steve and Lori. It's a solid rivalry. It goes way back. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's move on here. So uh, let's talk about some quick. I'm going to run through the injury news, Justin. All right. So we got Dak Prescott. He's he's out six to eight weeks. Jerry Jones says it could be four to six. So they didn't put him on the IR. All right. Elijah Mitchell expected to miss two months. So he was put on the IR. Chris Godwin with a hamstring injury. We don't know how many weeks he's going to be out, but it did look a little funky. Keenan Allen, on the other hand, he has a hamstring injury as well, but it's considered not serious, likely to miss two weeks. T. Higgins is in concussion protocol after suffering concussion during week one game, so we'll see what, what's up with him, which is disappointing because he, you know, I, high hopes for that cat. Uh, Wandale Robinson, the rookie for the New York Giants, left the week one game with a knee injury and did not return. That could mean an uptick for Kadarius Toney if he decides to practice because it seems like they will not play him unless he practices. And finally, Najee Harris, x-rays on the foot came back negative. He has confirmed he will play week two. So what, what a change of events. So what, what are your thoughts on the injury news? Um, I mean, I think it's actually relatively mild for a week one. So overall, I think we were fortunate to come out without um, very much more than that league-wide. So uh, I think the biggest impact there would be the, the Dak Prescott injury, obviously. I don't think either of those backup quarterbacks are going to be anywhere near what they need. Um, they do have somewhat of a favorable schedule com- coming up, so hopefully they can ride through that and, and not get too banged up along the way. But We got uh, Breathing Fantasy Football asking in here if we have any uh, draft DraftKings DFS takes. We do. Uh, I'll be talking about DraftKings a little later on, but we do have a DFS show every week, Saturday night. All right, so you want to check that out, a dash of DFS. But he, he said his guys wants to fire up. His guys want to fire up Christian McCaffrey against the Giants. I think it's another trap game. I don't. I think the Giants kind of played out of their mind. I don't think Tennessee is as good as they were. 
I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a day. I think the Panthers, uh, I think the Panthers are going to have a day too. So I think let, let me, Oh, that's kind of a teaser into our betting locks of the week. <laughs> so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. I'll get into that a little later. I, I want to get into this one real quick. Um, yeah. It says, uh, uh, Dustin here says, what do we do with Cam Akers? You listen to us in the offseason when we said that it's probably going to be a lot closer to a split there. Um, I'm much more of a Henderson guy, always have been. Uh, and then the next guy, or a little bit later on, Breathing Fantasy Football says, hold on to Akers, don't overreact. I don't think it's an overreaction. Like I said, if he, if he passes the eye test. Literally, Henderson is a better running back, and people don't want to believe that for whatever reason. Don't pay attention to draft capital. Capital. Don't pay attention to what they did in college. Don't pay attention to anything else except what they look like on the field when they play for the same team. And and I'm telling you, Akers does not look good. He still is not back from his injuries. Yeah. No. I'm 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 worried. I I am very worried about Cam Akers. You know, he did not he did not look good. So right now, if I can't, I mean, I'm, it's week one. So a lot of these guys that I drafted, I'm not willing to drop yet. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm not nervous. I'm just not willing to drop him yet. I got to hold on and I got to see and I got to have hope that it's going to work out. But I'm definitely, I'm lucky I don't have him anywhere. I drafted zero Cam Akers. I don't have him on Dynasty. I don't have him on Redraft. So that's where I so stand with Cam Akers. I used Go ahead. to listen to this show a long time ago called Trifocal Fantasy Football. And that's a throwback. Way back in the day, there was a pretty smart host on that show that once said, pay attention, pay close attention to the first two weeks of actual football. Because when you when you watch the first two weeks of actual football, what you see on the field, like first time, the first week, it could be a fluke. But after the second week, it really starts to become a trend. You don't want to be that guy that waits until the third or fourth week. So um, um, so I'm kind of going along with that. And I always I have ever since then. And it's worked out great for me. So hang on to him for another week. But if it's another bad split, you got to be ready to cut ties. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you have a better option, you know, for sure. For sure. All right, so we discussed some Frankenstank. We discussed some news. I do want to discuss the Patreon once more. Patreon.com backslash toilets titles. $3 is tier one, gets you into our Discord chat, right? Access to us 24-7. Tier two is $5, which I think is the best value. Early access to waiver wire episodes, gets you invites to Frankenstein, gets you in the Discord. Tier three is $7.50, which gets you all of that and one-on-one draft advice, which really isn't essential right now because drafts are over uh $10 gets you all that stuff as tier four also gets you free entry to Frankenstein which is a $25 value so in the first month you're making 15 bucks and then finally tier five that's $20 gets you one-on-one roster analysis 30 minute episode just for one of your leagues all that other stuff that I listed below so if you want to support the show you want to get some cool perks check it out I I told everybody if you get tier two I said it was only till Monday Night Football, but I'm going to extend it for a week. If you get Tier 2, DM me on Twitter. That's $5. I will reimburse you for the first month. Try us out. Get in the Discord chat. Get the waiver wire episodes. And then after the first month, if you don't like it, you can leave, and I'll reimburse you. But go ahead, Justin. And the next $20 person that signs up for the $20 level, I will do a half-hour show on anything that you want me to do a show about. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be football related. Whatever you want me to do, a half hour. I'll I'll do a half hour show about whatever you want me to do a show about. Yeah, deal, deal. That's fair. DM. All right, let's go into games of the week. We we're definitely we're running long here this week. So recap of last week. Justin had the Bills at the Rams, which is so if so everybody knows. Uh, going into year three, this is our third year of doing games of the week, where we kind of do a competition. We pick the games of the week, then the point differential. We add it up week after week after week, and whoever has the lowest point differential is the winner. We haven't decided on, on what's going to happen at the end of the season to the loser. We're hoping that those Patreon members in the Discord chat can help us decide. But last year, I think Justin won. 
I won the first week. Justin had Bills at Rams. It was a 21-point differential. I had Cowboys at Bucks, so I thought I was sitting pretty with a 21-point differential. Cowboys at Bucks ended up being a 16-point differential, so we, we were actually pretty close. So I'm not too happy, but that's why in years past, uh, if you win, you get to choose what the co-host's name was for the week, and Justin's the puppet master, but that's a cool one. Uh, sometimes we we, we kind of mess around with each other, but this week uh, it's the puppet master, and I think it works. But this week I'm going to start this off. My game of the week, I had the Vikings beating the Packers, establishing some dominance in the NFC North last week. I'm riding with the, pa- uh, the Vikings. I'm going Vikings at Eagles. I think this is going to be a great matchup, and these are two teams that are probably you know at least going to be top 10 teams in the NFC. We get to see them early on. Both of them coming off of big wins against NFC North opponents. The Eagles beat the Lions. The Vikings beat the Packers. So I'm looking forward to Vikings at Eagles. Justin, what are you looking forward to? Um, so my my game of the week for this week, um, Dolphins at Ravens. It's kind of become more and more known over the last couple seasons, at least like more and more known to myself, I should say. I'm slowly becoming a Ravens fan, and I don't know if I like that or hate that. And I don't know if it's because Harbaugh's the coach or if it's because uh, I truly do uh, believe in Lamar and and his bounce back season this year. But also, I kind of like what the Dolphins are doing. Like, I, I thought that everything would be just on paper look good like it usually does for them. But there's a good chance that this could be a rock solid and fun game to watch. It is at one o'clock, that one one o'clock time slot. Typically, I don't get to see a whole lot of of NFL games because like, for instance, this week, the Colts are playing at one o'clock as well. So I'm probably not going to get to see a whole lot of this game, but it's one of those games that I'm definitely going to go back and watch later. I'm going to be in Disneyland this weekend. So humble brag, but uh, they, um, it's going to be my first time watching games on a West coast time zone, you know? So at 10 AM being able to watch 1 PM games is going to be absolutely phenomenal because Sunday, we're actually not going to be going to the park till later in the day. So I'm going to be able to have a cup of coffee sit back, watch some games at 10 a.m. So I'm really looking forward to that. Look at Shane in here, man. Shane Hallam blessing us with his presence. We appreciate you, man. We got to give him our access to our stream yard. So whenever he just makes an appearance, he could just drop in and show his pretty face. We got Rich in here as well. Chuck Steele. And uh, all right. So so we got Breathing Fantasy Football says, can't join you Saturdays. But we'll try to catch a recap. These are my times too, man. All right. Understand that. And again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. All that stuff. So I think they record um, at nine or ten o'clock on uh, on Saturday nights. So it'll be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts first thing Sunday morning. So you'll definitely be able to check that out. But I'll get into some DraftKings for you. And with you in here, I'll definitely make sure I put some more notes on this next week. Wife is yelling. Chuck says wife is yelling at me. Who's going to Disneyland? This guy, <laughs> this guy right here. I cannot wait. All right, it's been it's been ten years. Uh, usually I go to Disney World. Me and my wife honeymooned. In out in California, so it's our 10th anniversary coming up soon. So we're, we're I, getting out there. We, we need to hurry up and get to these uh, um, uh, DraftKings picks uh, yeah. here because we're still wanting to talk about it. Yeah. All right, so let, let's get on betting locks of the week. Uh, last week I hit Vikings plus two. Uh, I teased this earlier. Carolina plus two and a half at the New York Giants. That's a lock for me. The Giants are coming off of a strong win, and the Browns a tough loss. At the end of the day, I believe Carolina is just – I'm sorry, and the Panthers because the Panthers had a tough loss to the Browns. I, I misspoke there in my write-up. So the Giants are coming off a strong win. The Panthers are coming off a t- tough loss. At the end of the day, I believe Carolina is just an all-around better team than the Giants, and I think they're going to put it on them. All right, I think that they're going to do that. I think CMC is going to go off. So I'm telling you, I'd feel fine starting him in DraftKings. And then my next betting lock of the week, 
I got Pittsburgh plus one and a half versus the New England Patriots. Steelers are coming out of a well-fought victory over division opponent Cincinnati Bengals. I expect them to ride the wave into, and I dubbed Heinz Field. It's not Heinz Field anymore, so I'm going to call it from now on the artist formerly known as Heinz Field. That's what, <laughs> that's what we're going to refer to Heinz Field as, all right? Uh, so the, uh, they're going to ride the wave into the artist formerly known as Heinz Field. And I'm glad that Shane's in here because he's a Steelers fan, so hopefully he gives that the Steelers stamp of approval. Uh, but regardless, Pittsburgh is going to be the visiting New England Patriots. So, Justin, tell us about some turtle heads that you believe are going to pop out. Well, I kind of hope that Shane isn't still around when we talk about a segment later on. But anyhow, <laughs> I don't want to get too mad at me. But anyhow, uh, <clears throat> my turtle heads. So when it comes to turtle heads, like most of the time we're looking at guys for the for the right now and we're looking at individual players. I am the redraft guy. So a lot of times I tend to like to think of typical redraft leagues for a lot of these. I will say that on the waiver wire episode to the Patreons, again, um, we went over a lot of turtle heads, a lot of guys, a potential. I think we probably hit like on 25 guys on the waiver wire for, for this up and coming week, if not more. And so many of them are potentially good turtle heads. But for the purpose of this uh, episode and this segment, I only get a segment for him here. So I went with the Chargers team defense. The reason for that is because they were a top five defense this week against the Raiders. And I still I don't think that the Raiders are slouches. I really don't. I I think that that defense is is really potentially that good. And maybe the Raiders were a little rusty, too. It's maybe a combination of both. But still, the Raiders are a pretty good offense, in my opinion, season long from here on out. Um, and five of the next eight weeks, the Chargers play against Jacksonville, Houston, Cleveland, Seattle and Atlanta. Um I, those are those are very very winnable games and very uh, uh, very good offenses for a team defense to go up against for fantasy football purposes. So in the up and coming weeks, I see the Chargers to take a big jump. Uh, they have the Chiefs this week, so this is what makes them a turtle head, guys. Like most redrafts, you're not going to hold two defenses. You're also not going to spend a lot on your defenses, but somebody will. Somebody will go out there and get them after this week, and you may miss out. So. Get them for free now because nobody wants them. So, or maybe wait until the waivers run through um, tonight or tomorrow, whenever your waivers run, and then go pick them up for free before this week and hold them. I know it sucks to hold two defenses, but if you need a defense and you're playing, you're streaming week to week. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. The next hurdle head is the Cowboys backfield. I know a lot of people are down on the on the Cowboys right now because of Dak going down, but I think that this does potentially bode well for the backfield. I know they're going to see a lot more um, seven, eight, nine guys in the – not nine, seven or eight guys in the box uh, with with Zeke and Pollard back there, but um, I don't think that that really phased them. I think they need to be feeding Zeke anyway. They they should – it's a team that should feed Zeke, get the running game going, set him up for the play action, and then hit him deep. They really should run the ball a lot more, and now they're kind of put in a spot where they kind of have to. And on top of that, I also think that Pollard catching the ball out of the backfield, those targets are going to bump up a lot too. Uh, backup quarterback comes in, he's going to tend to want to dump it off more and play it safe and try to keep his job and try to keep his head. So um, uh, I, I think that this bodes really well, especially with their schedule coming up. So I don't fully respect seven of the eight of their next defensive lines that the Cowboys are facing, especially especially don't respect them like the the Buccaneers defense that they just faced in week one. So uh, a lot of decent, cushy defensive lines coming up for a, a team that should run the ball heavily. Man, Zeke was averaging 5.3 yards per carry last week. 
it, it was ridiculous that Kellen Moore got away from the run. The pass yep. game wasn't working. We weren't even trailing that heavily. It's yeah. 19-3 at the end of the game. It's a two-possession game. And you know why the pass game wasn't working? They kept getting away from the run. It, it goes hand in hand. You you establish the run to set up the pass. Yes. Yes, that's that's logic. It's fair. Fair points. All right, let's move on to dudes and duds. All right, so this is my weekly start-sit column. You can find this on toiletstitles.com. But I'm going to discuss this with all of you right now. So my dudes for this week, I got Matt Ryan at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Carson Wentz hit the Jacksonville Jaguars for over 300 yards and four touchdowns in week one. I believe Carson Wentz, I'm sorry, I believe Matt Ryan is a better quarterback with a better offense. All right. So if Wentz could do it, I think Ryan can do it. I think he's got better stuff around him. You know, I like Terry McLaurin, but I also like Michael Pittman. I like uh, Matt Ryan's running backs better. I just think he's going to go ahead. He's going to feast on the Jacksonville Jaguars this this week. I got Matthew Stafford versus the Atlanta Falcons. I believe Stafford and everybody on the Rams offense, not named Cooper Cup, will have shaken off the Super Bowl hangover by now. Stafford will be firing on all cylinders, and he will silence the doubters. Next, Ezekiel Elliott versus Cincinnati Bengals. Ezekiel Elliott averaged over five yards a carry, like I just stated, all right, against a tough Tampa Bay defense. Like Devin White is a bad man. Vita Vea. A bad man, and he still averaged five yards of carry. He looked good. Like, he was running hard. I expect Zeke to be leaned on to carry that Cowboys offense, and I don't think the Bengals' defense is anywhere near the caliber the Buccaneers is. Uh, Leonard Fournette at the New Orleans Saints, I, I got to give this dude credit. I hadn't drafted him anywhere. You know, hearing he was coming in the season heavy, you know, I thought he was maybe giving up on himself, you know, with the Tom Brady stuff going on, but this dude looked like a man possessed last week. So he's going against the New Orleans Saints. Fournette was a force to be reckoned with. He'll face a Saints defense that gave up over 200 yards on the ground last week. So take that for what it's worth. I'm starting him. Terry McLaurin at the Detroit Lions. The Lions gave up 155 yards in the air to A.J. Brown in week one. I expect Terry to establish himself as the true alpha wide receiver one for the commanders in this one. Week two, Terry McLaurin puts his stamp. He's the alpha wide receiver. I kind of teased this earlier. Romeo Dubs versus Chicago Bears. Dubs saw five targets, hauled in four receptions, only 37 yards, but he outproduced Christian Watson, who only brought in two receptions and had one major drop. Rodgers needs to target someone, and I believe Dubs is the dude that's earned his trust. He's the guy he's going to target. Next at tight end, I'm going Gerald Everett at the Kansas City Chiefs. Everett is coming off a week in which he was the third leading receiver for the LA Chargers, and this week the Chargers are likely going to be without Keenan Allen now that he has that hamstring injury. So I think his production is at least going to stay the same if not go up. So he's going to put up strong numbers in this one. And then finally, my flex play. He was my flex last week on Twitter. I was going to bat for him all weekend. People were saying, oh, he ain't going to do it this year, blah, blah, blah. No, Cordero Patterson, he is the ultimate flex play. Okay, if you drafted him, if you were lucky enough, go, go ahead, Justin. Uh, no, I, I was waiting until you were done. Oh, you're good. I'm sorry. So, yeah, he is the ultimate flex play, man. He's going against the L.A. Rams. All right. It worked out for me last week. It worked out for me many weeks last season. If I have him on my roster, I mean, I'm even starting at running back in some spots because I can, and I likely don't have better options. So if you can't put him in at running back, if not put him in at flex and prosper, go ahead. Yeah. So for what it's worth, Gerald Everett was one of the uh, potential turtle heads that I wanted to talk about today because, uh, uh, because of the, uh, the target share up there. Uh, I, th I think, I think he's going to be unbelievable. I think he's going to have a huge week. Um, uh, 
this week, but I think he's also going to have a great season moving forward. I only didn't because I kind of feel like maybe people are picking up on him. Um, so uh, I really like that pick. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and breathing fantasy football, he mentioned uh, Josh Palmer. He wanted to see if he's going to step up, and I think he is, man. I think his time's coming. He's looked good in the offseason. You know, I, I think going into this week with Keenan Allen banged up, and like you, he mentioned, if, you, if you're watching it live, if you're not listening, if you're listening at home, he mentioned in the chat he thinks it's uh, Keenan's last year in L.A., and I could see that happening, man. You know, Mike Williams, he's the investment. Josh Palmer's young. They're, they're going to expect him. He's, go, he's on year two now. He'll be going into year three next year. I do think we'll see him step up. I do think we'll, we'll see a decent week from him coming up. So I'm going to go on to my duds. Tom Brady at the New Orleans Saints. No team has given Tom Brady more trouble since joining the Buccaneers and the Saints. The Saints defense will get after Tom Brady and his banged up wide receiver crew in this one. Because, I mean, Mike Evans looked a little banged up last week. You know, I know Julio Jones looked decent, but the Saints just have the Bucs. They have their number. And uh, we know Godwin's hurt, so I, I'm, I'm not starting Tom Brady. All right. Trey Lance versus the Seattle Seahawks. This isn't so much due to how Lance played last week. It's hard to judge a QB while playing in those conditions. The conditions were terrible. This is more about the Seahawks and how they were flying around the field on defense. Could have just been they were fired up to play Russell Wilson, but I watched that game Monday night, and they were flying around the ball. Cody Barton, dude was everywhere. Dude, dude looked like he was possessed by the ghost of Bobby Wagner. And <laughs> Bobby Wagner is over there in L.A., so I am sitting Trey Lance. Next, Alvin Kamara. It hurts me to say this. I love Alvin Kamara. Against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Alvin Kamara was very quiet in week one. And there are rumblings that he has a little bit of a rib injury. So I think the Buccaneers, they know that. They're going to grind into him a little bit. They're going to make him uncomfortable. They're going to keep him contained. And uh, they're, they're going to put a little pain on him. So I'm sitting Alvin Kamara. Next, Rashad Penny at the San Francisco 49ers. Though he looked good last week. There are a few times when I thought he was going to break a big one. But the 49ers defense only allowed 81 yards in the ground last week. And it was a game that would have been very conducive to ground yards. And they still held the Bears to 81 yards. And I like David Montgomery, you know, I, and, and Khalil Herbert. I think they could run the ball. So I think they're going to shut down Rashad Penny. They're going to get after him. Next, my wide receiver is CeeDee Lamb at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals will follow the formula used by the Buccaneers to contain Lamb in week one. And for Lamb, it's going to be harder because now he doesn't have Dak. All right. So now he's going to have Cooper Rush. So I'm sitting him down. I'm sitting Mike Evans at New Orleans. This was his theme last year. Every time Mike Evans played the Saints last year, he was a dud. Go back and check it. It'll continue this year. So, so as Cordero Patterson, put him in the flex. That's going to be a theme. Mike Evans, anytime he plays the Saints, that's going to be a theme for Dutch. All right. He had th three receptions for 62 yards when he played against the Saints last year. That's over two games. Shut him down. Kyle Pitts at the LA Rams. The Rams defense didn't do much right in week one outside of holding Dawson Knox to one reception. Jalen Ramsey was embarrassed. I think you're going to see Jalen Ramsey line up with Pitts. I, I think that the Rams are going to be focused this week. And the Falcons, they had a good week one. No one kind of expected that. So I think they're going to come back down to, to, to earth this week. And I think it's going to be courtesy of Matthew Stafford and that Rams defense. So stinks. I got Kyle Pitts, especially in SFB. I was counting on him, but I also got Dalton Schultz. So I'll be able to put him in this week. But I think it's going to be at least one more week until Kyle Pitts fully steps onto the scene. And then finally, my flex, Kadarius Tony versus Carolina Panthers. I'm sh shutting him down, man. He only saw seven offensive snaps in, in week one. The coach is making a stand, and it seems as if Tony won't see the field until he practices fully. They want him to commit. They want him to learn the playbook. They want him established as a team player before they use him. That, that's what it looks like from the outside looking in. Because when he touched the ball, he looked electrifying. 
Like he looked like he belonged on the field and he belonged touching it, but they're keeping him away. So until he establishes that rapport with his coach, his offensive coordinator, I'm benching him. So that's my, my flex play. Justin, I'm going to move on to, to DraftKings DFS lineup, but you tell me your thoughts on those. So, yeah, I, I do want to say real quick that something else that that Rams defense is going to do to Atlanta is hold them to a whole lot of young Oiku or however you say that first name, a whole lot of field goals um uh this week so he's already a mr automatic and i think that this defense helps him get a huge bump so if you're looking to scream kickers or even if you're just looking to get a locked on kicker that you want to set and forget he's the guy because he's still out there in a lot of leagues go get him yeah yep all right so my DraftKings lineup this is for you breathing fantasy football and anybody else who plays this i got matt ryan at jacksonville 5500 I got Antonio Gibson at Detroit for 6,200. Cordero Patterson versus the LA Rams for 6,000. Then I'm going Jamar Chase at Dallas, 8,000. The dude is just, he's a monster. He's unstoppable. And I think he's going to just absolutely eat. Okay. He's going to cook. Michael Pittman at Jacksonville for 6,700. And then Jerry Judy versus Houston for 5,600. He looked, dude, he looked quick. Like he, when you put the ball in his hands, I, I was impressed and surprised with how fast he was after the catch. And that ball, Russ, like, he underthrew him. He adjusted to the ball with the defender on him. Like, it was a tough catch to make, that that deep ball he caught. So I'm on. I'm on I'm on the Jerry Judy train. All right, so 5,600. Dalton Schultz at Cincinnati versus Cincinnati, 5,200. And then uh, we were talking, you know, breathing fantasy football. He was talking, like, low salary pay- plays. He was talking Pierce. My, my low salary, salary play this week is Romeo Dubs versus Chicago, 3,800. I have him as a dude this week. I get him at 3,800. Sign me up. And then the Green Bay defense for Chicago for 2,900. I think that's pretty cheap as well. And Green Bay, I think they're going to be upset in this one. They're going to be home. You know, they didn't do too well against Minnesota. I don't think they're going to be, you know, Chicago doesn't have Justin Jefferson. They don't have Adam Thielen. And uh, they don't even have Kirk Cousins. I like Fields, but he's got to become that guy. I think Green Bay is going to get after Chicago. So that's my draft Kings lineup. So, Justin, let's move on to uh, slow your roll. Or you're all in. Okay. You know I'm not really much of a DFS guy, but do you happen to remember what Naeem Hines' cost was? I can tell you. I can I can go into that. Why, why don't I look? I'll go ahead and pull up the uh, the slow your roll here, and, uh, sure. um, and I'll get started with mine. So my slow your roll or you're all in is all about the Denver Broncos. Guys, they're just fine. That Seahawks game was a complete fluke, all right? First of all, Kudos to the NFL for setting up these games where we had a lot of uh, uh, key players, especially quarterbacks, going back to visit their old teams. In this case, um, Russ uh, was in his former home field, so uh, so a lot of a lot of narratives going on there. I don't care how how stone cold um, you are, you're good. That's going to get to you at least a little bit. And then two fumbles given away at like the one inch mark on back-to-back drives in the second half. That's not going to happen every week. This, this was a fluke game. The Broncos are just fine. The Broncos are going to do great. Um, Maybe it makes it a little more of a hiccup to try to win the division later in that tough division, but they're still going to make the playoffs. I'm still all in on the Denver Broncos. All right. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now, what Naheem Hines costs, so bear with me. Naheem Hines, 5300 so not that cheap. But, uh, you know, he's, he's cheaper than Cordero Patterson, but he's 5300 so it's about yeah, middle, I, middle I, of the pack I'd to have Patterson at, at 6000 at that rate then. Um, just too much. I was, I was hoping maybe he was about, I don't know, five or 600 less than he's in that range of that 
uh, Romeo Dubs because I, I do think that he's going to have a, a huge game this week. All right. So I'm going to go on to my I'm all in. I'm all in on the Cowboys offense being an absolute dumpster fire. And to be fair, I was writing this before Dak got hurt. All right. Full disclosure, you know, before Dak got hurt, this offense, that play calling, that offensive line. And and, and I like Tyler Smith looked good. I thought Tyler Smith looked good. McGovern goes down. Jason Peters isn't going to be expected to play for another two weeks or so. Offensive line, Terrence Steele holding penalties offsides. It, it just looked like a mess. CeeDee Lamb, you know, not creating separation, the offensive pass interference, the drop, like, I just think the offense is going to be a dumpster fire. I was going to put outside of Ezekiel Elliott because there's still promise there, but I'm just, you know, it, it was a tough one. <laughs> so, Justin, this time next week, what was your uh, what was your this time next week last week? I'll be honest with you. I have a few of them, and I was putting these together while my computer was trying to reboot before the show, and they just kept popping in my head. So I'm Okay, so, to- so I'm telling last week first. Oh, Do you remember, do you remember oh. what yours was last week? Um, yes. Yeah. So, uh, last week it was that the lions, um, are going to prove well, okay. So this time picture it that it's Tuesday of last week before last week's games. So this is what we were saying. We would be saying tonight about this previous week. I said that we would look back to this previous week, previous week and think, man, the lions just proved that all that Eagles hype was a little bit too uncalled for. Um, uh, it, and the reason for that is I felt like they were decent at most positions, but they were good at wide receiver, tight end, defensive line. They had a great offensive line. Everywhere else is just kind of decent to me, just kind of it is what it is. I don't think that they're a great team, and I really don't think that they're they're necessarily going to win that division. They might they might now that Dak had the injury. Who knows? But uh, I, don't, I, I don't see them getting out of the first round of the playoffs. Like I just don't picture them being that team. They're not that ready yet. And I feel a little bit vindicated because that Lions offense was able to do pretty much everything that they wanted to do for three quarters of that game. Um, so, uh, so, so, and, and part of that was also that I thought that the Lions were being a little bit underrated and uh, undervalued compared to what they probably should be. I like it. I like it. And mine last week was the Vikings are going to be the talk of the NFC North. So this time next week, and and they are. They're, they're the talk of the NFC North. They yep. beat up on the Packers. They looked excellent. And that offense, man, Justin Jefferson, like, damn. Yeah. Like, especially, it's crazy that, like, so what Cooper Cup did, maybe we're, we're just, we're so used to what Cooper Cup did because he's just been doing it, you know. But Justin Jefferson, he still just surprises me with everything this guy's capable of. Even Jamar Chase, he's on that level. Well, the man of, go ahead. Justin Jefferson stands out more because he's got a nicer dance afterward. Yeah. The gritty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, my son plays Fortnite. We play together, and, and like a lot of his friends, and even in soccer, they all do the gritty. And so he was like, "Is that is that the guy?" Like he was like, he's heard about Justin Jefferson, so he watched the game. He's like, "Oh, so that is that the guy who created?" It? I said, "No, he's not the guy who created it. He's he the just, guy. He he made it a thing. He made it special. Yeah, and now everybody's doing the gritty. I, I bet Emmett's gritty game is is on. No, play. I told Emmett. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, when everybody gritties, you you gotta you gotta do your own thing, man. All you know right. what I mean? Like he's, you got to have to get it down so that it get whatever. His, his thing's this. Oh, okay, Ant- all right. Antoine Griezmann. All That's right. If anyone who knows, you know, You'll I think he's that to me at Canton. Yeah, if, if he's in, I think I don't know where he is right now. He was in Barca for a while. He plays for for the French national team. So after he scores, 
So Emmett, Emmett had a big goal this weekend. Yeah, he had a little bit of a disappointing one on Sunday. Uh, tough, but the highs and the lows of youth yep. sports. Saturday, he was uh, they were down zero to one. He was playing up. The team was two years older than him, and uh, he plays defense. They moved him in to offense for like three minutes left, fifteen seconds left. Bangs it, bangs a goal, tie the game. Ecstatic. And he hits one of these in the middle of the field. So I, <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought it was pretty cool. All right. So this time next week, just you said you had a bunch of stuff. So go yeah. ahead and rattle it off. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got four items here. I believe I believe this time next week we're going to be saying that um, um, that's enough with the Trey Lance experiment. All right. I get last week it was a monsoon uh, in Chicago, but it was still freaking Chicago. Come on. You've got to put that game away. Uh, <clears throat> and also I just, I've, I've not been very big on him. So enough with the Trey Lance experiment. Um, the next one I have down here is that, um, uh, there is the Carson Wentz that we remember from Indy last season. <laughs> and, and believe it or not, it's not like they have like a, a huge difficult opponent this week. Uh, if I, I'm trying to remember, where's it at? Uh, yeah, the Lions. So um, I do think that the Lions are better than people are giving him credit for, but it's still the Lions. Like, he should be able to handle them pretty well. I'm not so sure he's going to be able to. I think the Lions uh, give him the go uh, the, the, the go over and uh, um, and kind of make him look more like the Carson Wentz of Indianapolis. Um, also, I think a lot of people, I'm already saying this, but I think a lot of people after this, uh, this Vikings game coming up are going to be looking at the Eagles and thinking, man, I thought the Eagles were supposed to be good this year. I think that the Vikings are going to lay the wood to them and uh, and uh, teach them a lesson. And then the last one I have down here is uh, this is the one where I'm hoping that Shane's not still tuned in. Man, T.J. Watt must really be that good because I think without Watt in that lineup, that defense is going to look gnarly. So not in a good, not a good gnarly. <laughs> oh, not like a gnarly, like yeah, dirty. Yeah, dirty. <laughs> All right, I wrote down three of them. You're going to have to put the fourth one on the dock so we can look this over. But I got enough with the Trey Lance experiment. There's the Carson Wentz we know. The Vikings are great. I think that's kind of what I got from the third one. We got Joe I in here, Joe Rachi. He's our news guy. He's uh, he's also on Dash DFS. He said, this time next week, we will be saying that Toilets to Titles is the premier site and channel for everything you need to win your fantasy football leagues and contests. And even gambling, man. If you're a gambling person, we got you. All right, dollars to deuces Wednesday night. So, all right, at this time next week, what I think we'll be saying is Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. All right? <laughs> so everyone who's panicking, Aaron Rodgers is a dude, and he's going to find a way. I'm sure they're going to be – this week, he probably has his wide receivers out until they are catching everything. Like, they're probably practicing – until he feels comfortable, because that's what greatness does. All right. Aaron Rodgers, say what you want about him off the field. On the field, the dude's phenomenal. One of the best quarterbacks of my lifetime that I've got to watch. And it's not a has been a very long lifetime, but it grows longer by the day. All right. So uh, <laughs> all right. So Aaron Rodgers, he still owns the Bears. So that's what I'm gonna be saying, man. And hopefully at this time next week, we'll be saying that uh Frankenstein has settled down. And we got we got into a little bit of a groove because th- today it was chaos. So there's, there's 60 people in the league, and we have a group chat on uh, GroupMe. And there's probably like 15, 16 people are active, and probably the math, like 44 people who kind of, you know, because there's, there's kind of a lot going on. And because of the chaos of 
today's the de deadline where you got to do your vampire steal. Today's the deadline for most cards. Because of that chaos, there were a lot of questions. So a lot of people we haven't seen in a while popped up. And I think that's a good thing for the league because a lot of people are kind of seeing what's going on. And I think they're going to get into the groove of things. So I think at this time next week, Frankenstein will be a little bit smoother. My roster hopefully will be a little bit better because I said it last week on air. All right. I said, I'm going to beat the brakes off Andrew Campion. I'm sorry, because that's my guy. He didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve me to take Jonathan Taylor from him, though I did. He didn't deserve it because we had a tough weekend with the Cowboys. It's bad enough that Dak goes down, but then, you know, Campion has to go ahead. He's got he's got to lose Jonathan Taylor to me after <laughs> week one. So, Did you win in Frankenstein this week? I did. Actually, um, before all the cards went down, I was one of the high scorers. I think I was the – the third high scorer out of a 60 team league. So I'm pretty proud of the the way the draft fell for me. Um, fortunately with the ghostbuster card, nobody was able to use a card against me to, uh, um, to prevent me from having a great, uh, a great week. So I was actually able to steal Najee Harris. Um, <clears throat> and I gave him back uh, Darrell Williams uh, as, uh, as his reward for losing, unfortunately. And um, uh yeah, even after the cards went down, I think I, I think I'm still like sixth or seventh high score. So oh, that's yeah. good for playoff spots. We we got breathing fantasy football in here. He said Rogers will win. The Packers won't lose on his birthday. Happy birthday, man! Thank you for uh, thank you for letting us know. Huge birthday! So uh, hopefully you also win some DraftKings money this week. And I, I did pretty de decent. I uh, I played in two. I hit one and I hit pretty big. I won about five hundred bucks. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm gonna have some money to go away with this weekend so uh other than that man i think we covered it all yeah check out patreon.com backslash toilets titles get in there like i said tier two is five dollars to get you our waiver wire episode justin they and joe and i think rich they they recorded it last last night we sent it out first thing this morning it's exclusive there's content in there man get in the discord chat join us support us help us out let's uh let's work together to help each other win fantasy football championships this year Win some money, make some good moves. All right, grow as a fantasy football player. And Justin, do you have anything to say before we wrap this thing up, my man? Nope. I just, I mean, my camera is a lot better than I uh, than I remember since I refreshed my computer because I'm seeing a lot of gray here. I think. It's yeah, time man. Me, it's, me. it's it's the stress. See, so yeah, I got to keep it. So I'm going to Disneyland this weekend, and uh, I don't know if you've seen Thor: Love and Thunder yet. Uh -huh. So. Uh, we're going to a Halloween party called the Oogie Boogie Bash Sunday night. Y'all, you, you, you dress up and it's in one of the two theme parks out there. It's uh, the California Adventure. And um, there's like a trail for trick or treat. Some of the rides have Halloween layout. Like, uh, it, it's pretty cool. So Emmett's going as Ghost Rider. Pretty badass. All right. He's going to have a wig. He's going to have a leather jacket, you know, the jeans, all that good stuff. Nice. Chain. My daughter's going as uh, Jane Foster, which is female Thor, which she basically is because she she's a tank all right mm -hmm. my wife's going as wanda but wanda from a wandavision the the classic wanda maximoff and i'm going as zeus from thor love and thunder uh, so i i think i, I gotta keep the beard because i've been thinking about buzzing the hair off and starting all over because i usually shed my skin i told you this like every yeah. every like few years I, I buzz this thing off i start over i feel like shedding skin and, and kind of starting over going into the fall but i gotta i gotta at least keep it up until you know, I play Zeus and 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 then I let it go. Yep, I like it. Yeah, I wasn't this great before the Frankenstein stuff went down today. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Ten years. Wait, wait till next year. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine what you have in store. Yeah. I don't even know what I have in store yet. I have I have a few things, but man, when, when I get when I get going, I, it's hard to stop. I can't stop myself. I get I get uh streams of consciousness that just they just keep on going and going. But everybody, we've been going on a little too long. We got the IDP show coming up head to head right after this. So stay tuned, subscribe, comment, like. Apple Podcast five star review. DM it to us on the Twitter. That'll get you into Frankenstein next year if it's a good review. Makes us laugh. We'll read it on air, but we'll also give you a free entry into Frankenstein next year. So good luck. Hope you make some good choices. Get those waiver wire additions. And and if you're in the Discord, if you're in the Patreon, you'll probably make some good waiver wire additions. But even if you're not, good luck. All right, pick up those right guys, and we'll see you all next week. Take care.